What is this, Ladyita? This is a sparkling star field of a show and tell. Burning Man might be canceled. It's virtual this year, but that doesn't mean we can't start the party now. Get your goggles and your mask. Yeah. And your drugs. Okay, so we are uh, doing show and tell. That's right. For one full hour. So if you were like, well, I never had time to show off my project. And show and tell yeah. is only 25 minutes. Now it's 55 minutes. Some of you out there are working from home and you're uh, staying safe and keeping everyone else safe. Some Good. of you are essential workers. And thank you. You're going in. You're, you're taking care of business. You're being safe. Good. But everyone makes something and everyone shares something. And that's what this hour is about. If you make something, if you share something, if you work at a company and you're doing something, whatever it is, come on by every on single by. week, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And then we have Ask an Engineer at 8. We've been doing show and tell for about a decade. It used to be 7.30. Now it's 7 to 8 until further notice. Until <laughs> yeah. further notice. If you, so, you want to know until when, ask Dr. Fauci. Yeah. So uh, first up, I would like to bring the, the DigiKey check-in. Kevin from DigiKey. Hey, Kevin. Hey how are you guys doing? Good. How are you doing tonight? I like how you have like the DigiKey simulator. So it's like, you know, I have. you just think you're always a DigiKey because it's just covered with DigiKey. Yeah, we have, we have a small little piece here. Thank you to the Minnesotan team who sent out um, some of these DigiKey things for us. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, trying to make a makeshift office in my basement. I took old Maker Faire banners that we used at shows. So That's it, great. That's it, it works out pretty good in an unfinished basement. It looks like a Zoom background. All right. Okay. So what's going on this week? So we have, you know, a lot of stuff going on. We are shipping parts like crazy, which is uh, really good for us and really good for everyone else. Of course, we started with some of the Adafruit buy on DigiKey buttons on your website, which you guys have been talking about. That's great. Yep. Um, a couple things I want to share. Uh, let me share my screen here. Okay. So our engineering team trying to find ways to clean our warehouse. Uh, they purchased some, you know, the, like Clorox company type of uh, fumigators that can go around and sanitize everything. Very hard to find. So they reverse engineered one and made a few. Yeah. And this is just kind of an image of the inside of it, the compressor and all the details. We're still trying to work through some of the details so we can share how we did it. But I just wanted to share a picture of that because that's really cool. And if you guys are worried about your cart parts coming out of DigiKey uh, not st sterilized, well, we have a fix for that too. Uh, we took our conveyor belt and wrapped it in steel and have a UV, a UV light tunnel that every tote goes through. Not every, I shouldn't say every, like 80% of our totes will go through this UV light. So our totes are constant, consistently being cleaned, which is also very cool. I will say that, you know, the DigiKey packaging, it is very Clorox wipe uh, resistant. So you can, you can wipe it very easily before you open up the- uh, I mean, conducive. It, it wants to be wiped down. Yes. Yeah. And it's um, even shinier. And, and one thing, I, I love how you just reach off the screen and you happen to have a DigiKey package in your hand. Yes, yeah. always. It's a that was not planned, by the way. No. Yeah. Um, but one thing that was planned, and I want to um, thank uh, the, the DigiKey team. So the Adafruit team and the DigiKey team, um, we're sharing information about how the how some of the sanitation things we're doing. So we also um, cannot get one of the Clorox giant fogger things because it's like eight years on backwater now. So we're also making our own. We're doing a smaller scale. We have uh, 60,000 square feet. I think DigiKey has like 6 billion square feet. <laughs> and so um, it's really neat to do some information sharing and also um, sharing some of the protocols um, because there's people that are like, I'm, Lady Ada and I are at Adafruit just about every day and we have specific protocols to keep our team safe, to keep us safe. And um, this collaboration that you're seeing across multiple companies and multiple partners, especially in the maker world, 
is great. So uh, hug report to your entire team at DigiKey who um, are not only keeping your team safe, but we have, uh, I think, you know, the, what, what's the thing that's happening? Like the Western pack and the, the Eastern pack? This is the Midwest pack. Well, I think there's like, well, it's like the maker pack. Maker I think, pack. you know, the engineering pack where we're all like, you know, we can engineer solutions together and we can share that information. And a lot of the parts are available on Adafruit. A lot of them are available on DigiKey. So thank you, Kevin and team for that. Yeah, thank you. And you know, that's a good segue. Um, one thing I was kind of thinking about what I want to show on show and tell today. And, you know, besides making uh, the Statue of Liberty light up behind me, uh, I heard torch. I don't know if you can see it, but her torch is lit up. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So my kids helped me make that. It was kind of a, a fun project. But I'm sitting here thinking, what is something that I could create for my workspace that is just kind of a longer project that ends up being really cool? So I'm going to change my camera really quick. That's the hardest part, sanitizing products. So don't mind my like extremely messy makeshift office down here. I have a, a wall made out of pallets. But I want to take this desk, and I want some help from the maker community, the Adafruit community, DigiKey community. I want to make this tabletop really awesome. And I want some help from everybody out there. If you had DigiKey as in your basement, the candy store of DigiKey in your basement, which I kind of do, it's just across town, what would you do to this desk? I want to kind of make a little contest out of it, not a project, and eventually maybe add people that help add their signatures to it or add their logos. Uh, shoot me a note on Twitter, on Discord, uh, on the Adafruit channel, DigiKey channel, we'll all be watching it. What would you do if this was your desk and you had electronics to make it amazing. And just to add to it, it is on top of a Craftsman toolbox. So it it's pretty cool, pretty makery. All right. All right. Sweet update, Kevin. All right. Thank you so much, Kevin. And uh, once again, please send our regards to your team. Um, thank you, DigiKey, for all the help that they're providing to Adafruit right now. OK. All right, I absolutely will. Thanks, guys. Take care. Yeah. We got some comments you. saying DigiKey packaging is great for cats. So you bored at home with cats, DigiKey packaging. That's right. Entertaining. Okay, next up, let's go to Melissa. Hello, Melissa. How are you? Oops. Oops sorry, there. Stuck in. Okay. Kevin yeah. just <laughs> out, that's why. Hey, how's it going, Melissa? It's Hi. going good. Uh, so I am stuck at home, and I did not have a mask, and it was kind of hard to find one because all the stores are out of them. And so I decided I was going to make one with stuff I had around the house here. So I found a design and I 3D printed it uh, for this mask here. And it uses a cutout for a vacuum cleaner HEPA filter. So it has the 99.9% .9 particle filtering. And then in order to get a better seal around the mouth, I took some um, the insulation off some Romex house wiring. And uh, I, I was thinking it wouldn't be soft enough, but it was. And I used some hot glue as well in order to get it to stick onto here. And then I had some elastic in my sewing kit and was able to get a mask and has a really good seal. All right, cool. And because it's uh, vacuum cleaner filters, I can actually just replace them as I need it. Too. It would look really great with some LEDs. Not saying you have to add LEDs, but it has, it has that little like stained glass look to it maybe. That's a good idea. I yeah. like that. Need some electronics on it. Yeah, Geek Mom Projects had um, a, like a, circuit uh, a circuit playground, that did, and I saw Toddbot had this like 
uh, Bluetooth one. So, um, you know, we're all going to be wearing these. Um, I think every day there's another announcement from another state or another city. So um, that creativity, that's that's valuable real estate on our face. We could do so many things with this. We're makers, we're, we're engineers, we're scientists. Uh, we make LEDs, you know, we do all this stuff. So um, I can't wait to see what uh, what you make next. All right, thanks, Alyssa. Yeah, yeah. Hey. thank you. Right. Same filter. All right, next up, Katni. He's the right. next box on the list All right, of boxes. Katni, hello. Hello. So, um, a while ago. <laughs> you know, hi, Aaron. <laughs> I'll see you later. Hi. <laughs> yeah. is like, just Aaron's just like, I'm just getting, yeah. The, the, Streamer really likes, uh, likes Aaron. It likes to click buttons, yeah. Yeah, that's like, never Aaron, Sorry, okay, but it's all about Katni. So when I did my first guide, I had to do photos for it. And when I wanted to do photos, I needed to do them properly. My standards for photography are very high. So I built a tabletop light box photo studio that's running um, dot star LEDs. This is one of the panels. There are three of these, one on each side and one on the top. And they're wired entirely in series. Initially, there was only the one outside strip. Um, but I wanted more blight, so I added another one on the inside. And the original design was running off of a Raspberry Pi that I had sitting around, um, which has two button shims on it that I never ended up doing anything with, um, and the uh, on-off shim as well. Um, and it's wired directly to it. I also didn't know that Dot Stars needed a level shifter because they worked without it. They sometimes so do. I never knew until some discussion with you two it's years later. Because then you're that, like, one day you're like, oh no, my power supply is a little bit better, and then they don't work, and then you're like, why? Right. So I'm going to share my screen here, um, and what I have on my other camera is the prototype for the Circuit Python version, because the original version runs Python, um, but I was not running uh, Circuit Python on the Raspberry Pi because we didn't have that at the time. And because I didn't want to solder up a level shifter to a Feather and or a Feather Proto, I'm using uh, a NeoPixel 8 um, as uh, SPI connector, basically. Um, it works great. And uh, it makes for a very tiny build. Um, this is the prototype. And it has a very melty, um, a very melty ground wire on it. That's what happens when you plug the ground wire into the power and then plug it into a uh, five volt, 10 amp power supply and wait until it starts smoking. Wow, you learned a lot. I did. You made a fuse. <laughs> Pretty much. So the real build is going to be this. Ooh. And the, the connector's not, this isn't soldered onto it yet, but these two are soldered up. And um, I had to take the JST connector uh, for the, battery and the SWD connector for the um, J-Link off of the feather to make it flat enough to actually be compact. So I did that. And then this is a normal header soldered through the wrong way um, and put into the feather short headers and ta-da. Um, so what I have is not the um, light panels, but I have a strip of dot stars here. And one of the things about dot stars is if you're running, um, you can run them on any pin combination, but if it's not a hardware spy combination, they're very slow. And um, 
so I I wrote a script a while ago to find uh, SPI pins, and turns out every pin is an SPI pin. Any any combination on a Feather NRF, or at least it seems like yeah. it, it was the longest NRF list is, I've NRF ever seen. NRF is a weird. It's called got a crossbar. It means any pin can be used for any purpose. Gotcha. It's an unusual and expensive and fancy thing. So not all chips do it because it's a more expensive. And I just lost. Um, my ground connection here. Uh, so I'm not going to be able to get it to power. Actually, we can try That's and power okay. it off we're, of we're just, USB. I managed to blow everything into safe mode earlier. So this is running slicing code, um, an example, and it is very, very fast. Yay. Um, so the plan is to uh, write uh, code that works with, because the, the two strips are um, warm and cool. And, and the inside strip is higher density. So the plan is to write code that actually um, uh, deals with the fact that there's two different densities of, of LEDs and um, changes the brightness to be able to have 50% of each um, and uh, control them each separately and then control them all together. Um, and that is what I plan to do to run it in CircuitPython and that right. is my project. Amazing. Right on. A rebuild. All right. Rerun. Thank you so much, Katni. Mm -hmm. Katni, always getting the good photos. All right. Next up, everyone wants to see Aaron. I've, I've been waiting. You've been teasing. Everyone wants to see Aaron. Okay. Aaron, how's it going? Hi, Aaron. For real this time. How are you doing? What are you up to? Oh, oh, we can't hear you. We can't hear you, but we can. But we see your beautiful mask. Yeah. I think you're my Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> So the first thing I want to show off is my mask. I've been making a ton of masks. I actually, um, I've been making them for all my family members and uh, my aunt is in a nursing home. So making a bunch for the people who run the nursing home as well yeah. and sending those out. And just uh, having a lot of fun using all the, all the old fabric scraps from my from my, uh, my closet. That's exactly why we still have so many fabric scraps. That's why we collected so many. Turns out there's a reason. Yeah. yeah like I never threw anything away and it's um, I also use this little uh, 3D printed mask adjuster strap that somebody posted. Yep. Um, it's, it's just really cool. You just hook it through and then it can go around the back of your head and then it's adjustable. You don't have to sit on your ears, which is it's kind of a nice way to. Yeah, we've been talking those in to um, the, the uh, we're working with some doctors and nurses and when we send them some face shields, we've been tossing those in and they seem to really like those as well. Yeah, pretty, although it does, it gets caught in my hair. So yeah. I don't know if I have to wear the mask for a long period of time, I'll probably lose it. But uh, what I want to show off today is my Easter project. So uh, I don't know, you want to share my screen there? Yeah. Um, so I uh, had a crafting night with my girlfriends via Zoom, and we all made Easter eggs, which was really pretty fun. And of course, because I'm crazy like that, I had to make all mine light up. So uh, we, uh, I have. Uh, I made I made some little bases out of this is actually just made out of a Dixie cup, um, and I just cut a little hole in it and put it over these little neopixel dots, um, hooked up to a circuit playground just with a bolt-on kit right there, and uh, then I can put the eggs on top. And it really is I mean it's kind of they're stunning. They're suddenly not just Easter eggs anymore. They're like art. So I'm having a really great time um, just playing around with this and. Uh, I made a tutorial, which is really simple. Um, and it, it was kind of fun because um, it just shows how to pick, you know, each color for each different egg. So if you have three kids that made eggs and they want to light theirs up, you know, you can you can do coding problem, uh, with them. And, you know, whoever wants their blue egg can make their egg blue and all the different colors, which is it's just kind of a fun little family project. I don't know. 
I had way too much fun doing it. Um, also discovered that crafting nights on Zoom are fantastic if all your friends are really crafty people because like the problem with a normal crafting night is that you don't have all your supplies. But when you're having a crafting night on Zoom, like you have all your supplies instead of all your girlfriends, which is great because then you could just go crazy in your space. But still and you don't have to lend out your scissors. You don't have to worry about people running off with your stuff. Yeah. Yeah, cl clearly a lot of things. I mean, you know, as we get through this together, there's going to be a lot of things we're never going to want to do again. And then there's going to be some um, really good things that we're going to keep. And I think that's one of the things since we've been doing um, show and tell and ask an engineer, it's very hard for us to go to a conference and bring everything and do workshops. Um, and so we wanted to have, you know, some type of digital experience for people. And now everyone is starting to do that. Everyone has their own ask an engineer, their own show and tell, their own craft night. So that's kind of, that's really cool. Um, we have your videos that we're going to show tonight on Ask an Engineer as well that you put together for the eggs and then for the, um, I think you did a Tinkercad tutorial as well. Yeah, there's a 3D printed base right here. So I made a, a little, just a little base out of the, uh, with a 3D printer, just a real quick in Tinkercad. It took me five minutes. Um, yeah. So I did a little tutorial about how I did that as well. Yeah. I'm hoping that um, some of the, you know, nor the companies that you normally associate with crafting start to do live broadcast during this time. Like um, we have a cricket, one of the, you know, cutters here. I'd love to, like, I don't have any hobbies or anything besides what we're doing with Adafruit right now. Um, or I, I will try to give back to that eventually, but that'd be kind of cool to like yeah. tune into some of these tool makers and some of these companies that um, they normally have in-person events. It'd be cool to to broadcast or to, yeah. you know, invite people to like a Zoom or something like that. It's a lot of fun. I used my Cricut to make the little uh, iron-on Adafruit logo for my masks. So. Oh, yeah. Literally. There he is. There he is. All right. <laughs> know who's, who's is who's. Thank you so much, Aaron. All right, thanks, Aaron. Thank you. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to accidentally add you to this, this stream like 10 times. So I'll see you in a minute. <laughs> All right, Anne. Hello, Anne. Hi, what you Anne. got going on this week? Hi, guys. Well, I'm. this is more of a retro um, one. I dug into my workshop, and I found a project I did for myself in high school. Um, I won't say the date, but um, these Radio Shack books are. Um, this is great. Th yeah, they're around. Uh, they were made in about 1977. You know, it says. A dollar and twenty-five cents. It's a good value now. Good yeah. deal. So um, uh, they have all kinds of projects in them, and what I did was I wanted to, you know, just like what we do in Adafruit, is take a project and make it my own. So um, this is the circuit for a single digit counter. It uses a 555 chip on the other side here, and it goes through a counter chip and then a display chip. And so, you know, having it count from zero to nine wasn't overly thrilling. So I made a project where it counts from um, zero to a thousand. It uses three digits and uh, and um, Wait, kind of fun. you can you can change the uh, speed of the counter um, on the 555. And uh, GP like totally synced out on you. Oh, I know how that happened. Oh, I, I know what happened. Um, so just a little side note. So we're allowing other team members to run the show and tells. Uh -huh. So they have JP just hijacked. So, so, so JP's like, I really want to show my synth project. He totally max headed right. you. Okay. Sorry. Back to you, Anne. Please continue. I was like, I was like, wow, Anne's like, Anne's a synth. Like, like, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's a cool the wiring synth. Is, is 
is all like kind of spaghetti-ish. It uses uh, uh, old Archer circuit board and all the chips. And uh, these heavy-duty cases that Radio um, Shack used to make, and then filing and making all the holes. Um, the power supply is a uh, classic Radio Shack uh, uh, variable power supply, so that adds to the vintage stuff. So I've got all these these vintage books and projects, and I may go through them and play with them a little bit more. That's a great, great quarantine projects. This is like you know you don't need any special tools, just need some 74 logic. Digi's mm -hmm. gonna definitely have that in stock. You don't have to worry oh, about supply chain every, for that. Every piece here definitely is DigiKey available because you know it's 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 19 what 19XX yeah. <laughs> technology. <laughs> the classified information. <laughs> what's cool what's cool is there you know a lot of this stuff is all the way back to like Radio Row um, in New York City where there was a lot of electronic companies founded and Adafruit is uh, still located in one of the places where they used to do electronics from Westinghouse to, you know, the, the I think Arrow had its Arrow start. is there yeah. and I think even Avnet and, and yeah, like every yeah. radio company. Full circle. Definitely. Yeah. And, and this just feeds my um, working with Adafruit and doing the projects just feeds that passion I had um, of going to Radio Shack and getting tutorials, basically hard hard tutorials, and then making them my own. Yeah. So uh, the dog is just like, why are you not paying right. attention to me? That's, that's a doggo friend. <laughs> the All dog right. wants the attention. Well, thanks so much, Anne. All right, thanks, Anne, right. and doggy friend. All right, um, one little side note: folks can uh, you know search for this. The a former one of the former CEOs of Radio Shack uh, is now a doctor and treating COVID patients, which is really neat. Anyways, um, free batteries with. Free batteries with every, every animation, yeah. Um, all right, Scott, how's it going? It's going well. What you got going on this week? Um, a couple things going on. Uh, first, uh, what the the screen is is uh, Lamore uh, got a capture of the USB traffic from one of the Fever Screen cameras that you have there, That's right. um, and it has a proprietary Windows app that. Uh, it's a Windows it. app. <laughs> uh, <laughs> somebody who doesn't run Windows. Uh, so you two had the idea of coming up with a custom, uh, well, debugging their protocol, reverse engineering it, and then adding an app, uh, an open source app that people could use to interface with the camera. Yeah, we did first, this for the Kinect. So it's like, wow, we, we did this 10 years ago. We're going to do this again. Not our first rodeo. Right. So um, yeah, I have one. Here. I got the dump, and the goal is to figure out what the image format was. So I, I took the dump, I exported it as a CSV, and I wrote a quick Python script. I'm just calling process here. And you can't see that it popped up. Um, but it's super, it's not too complicated. And basically picks out the image frame. So uh, here is a BMP that I made. And it, it, it was a good thing to make sure that like the colors were right and the gradients and stuff. Because I also made an animated GIF of the the thing and a, a wild lady appeared yeah. in the gift <laughs> yeah like right uh, now the so folks can see this live uh this is one of the uh longer distance fever scanners it has usb-c out and uh what scott's showing is you know kind of what's on the screen right now we know that there's other data coming out here we were um, not interested in using a proprietary app and not knowing what it's doing so we're basically reverse engineering it so we can get the same information out and do what we want like send an email or tweet or, you know, let someone know in Slack. Yeah, totally. 
So I was helping with that. I think uh, I'm going to take a look for the other data and then I'll hand it off to Lamore to, to take it home. Um, yeah. And then the other thing I've been working on and I'll, you can, I can hold it up. Oh, let me get rid of your screen here. Boop. So this is one of the uh, Saula dev boards for the ESP32 S2. And uh, Lamore was kind enough to send me one of her two that she got. Um, it's a little weird in that the USB, the native USB, I just have hooked up to uh, dongle. Um, but I did a stream on Friday, uh, just getting the tiny USB support going on this. Uh, TAC and Ivan and Sprite TM and Pygru and uh, CR1901 have all been working on that. And it looks like it's working really well now. So it's my turn to take USB, build on tiny USB, and build on top of it for CircuitPython. So uh, I think I'll stream on Friday afternoon. So keep an eye out for that on uh, Adafruit's YouTube and other streaming channels. Basically, uh, I will may do a little work on uh, tomorrow on it, but we'll basically be starting to hook the IDF, the, the like vendor library that the Espresso folks provide, trying to hook that into CircuitPython is what we'll we'll take a look at on Friday. Right on. And uh, I think it's OK to mention, because I think it's now penciled in, uh, there's going to be a special hack chat with Scott and Lady Ada talking about the ESP32 on Hackaday. So we have a, we have a date. we got to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> like, how much do you want me to do this USB stuff, and how much can I actually learn the ESP yeah. so that I can talk about it on the 6th? Yeah. yeah. So we'll see everybody then. And uh, you know, stay tuned. This is exciting, because it's a whole new chip and a whole new platform. And now we can do so much with circuit. Well, circuit Python, Wi-Fi, IOT projects are going to start really, I mean, we have the yeah. Metro Wi-Fi and people using it, but I think once it's in one chip, yeah. it unlocks, you know, wearable projects, circuit playground, Wi-Fi, all sorts and, of stuff. Uh, for the folks who uh, missed Lady Ada's uh, show that she has, Desk of Lady Ada, we did one uh, the other night. You mean the show where she took 20 minutes to do what it took me to do in, in an hour? Only because I had practiced and, beforehand and, for an hour. And only, and also, <laughs> believe me, setting it up on Windows. And also, easy. we were at the factory, and we were kind of tired. But um, I was really motivated to get it going because it was a year since we did the previous one, and we did Desk of Lady yeah. And while Lamore was showing the ESP32S2 on DigiKey, someone went in live and bought 500 right on the spot while it was in our cart. I know. And so, so good, good, news, good news, bad news. Good news is that that's excellent because someone, you know, oh, cool, this is the part I want. This is something I need. I'm going to go do that right there. Bad news is like, you know, you only can. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. putting it actually haven't been stocked because I, you know, yeah. it was, we were, it took so much effort to get these samples. I was like, oh, yeah. there's no way DigiKey's going to have like modules ready to buy. And they're like, they actually had 600 yeah. in stock. And so if you, like, yeah. our, if you want to see our delight surprise and then <laughs> you can watch that on Desk yeah. of the Data. Yeah, and another, if people are interested, Unexpected Maker has been doing some streams around it and has been helpful, dropped in the chat when I was streaming. So right uh, take a look at that. He's working on a feather for it, cool, uh, which is cool. And then shout out to DigiKey. I got an order today for dip sockets for the piano keyboard stuff that I've been doing. Oh, good. Nice. All right, thanks so much, Scott. Thank okay. you. Thanks, Scott. All right, paint your dragon. All right. Bring in the pixels. What dragons are you painting this week? Hi. Oh, I was actually I was trying to get uh, groceries delivered, but yeah. uh, let, let me switch switch cameras. Dragons love groceries, right? Well, eating is good, you know. Here we go. Anyway, we have. Hey, focus you. 
Uh, we've done like 60 billion uh, light painting projects, but uh, you know things just keep getting easier and better with um, CircuitPython. So I have been working on something for the uh, the clue. We, we've done something like with the the Halloween and whatnot, um, but you have to go into the code and change your file names and your speed and stuff. And it's like we have enough enough oomph now. Um, so I put a little menu uh, into this one, so you can uh, you can adjust all the you know light painting settings uh, without having to like connect USB and edit code. Um, so it's just it's a work in progress, and uh, if if it works good, I'll see if I can get um, dithering or interpolation or anything cool. But, yeah, uh, I've, tasked, I've tasked Phil B to try because the reason I, I thought the clue would be good is the NRFT2840 has a ridiculous amount of RAM in it. Yeah. What I really yeah. like about this chip. It has 256K of RAM, which is more RAM than anyone would ever need. I mean, even Bill Gates said we only need 64K. Yeah. So this is like four times as much. But <laughs> uh, what is um, if you're if you're doing this kind of painting, one of the things you kind of have to do is you have to like expand the each line into like the dot star it's data the, the line from the image it's like a scan it. line thing so it's like if, if you have a ton of ram you could put the entire image in dot star format in ram and i think we can do that i think we have the memory we'll see like, we've done that like like on the pi but there you've got you know like megabytes to play with so i know but this is ground here but um i'll try we were able to do like interpolation and dithering in the past so we could probably get partway there with uh, yeah with this. So uh, that's what's going on here. Yes. Okay. Right on. Thank I'm you excited. so much, Philby. You bet. Okay. All cool. Right. Next up, we're gonna go to Jepler. Jepler. Check out on Jepler. Hello. He's got blinkies. What's yeah, going on? So if you've been reading the uh, Python on Microcontrollers newsletter, I've been talking about this for a couple of weeks. And it is an LED matrix. We were calling it protomatter. We're just going to call it RGB matrix because of how boring we are. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I've got a couple of little videos or a couple of little demos on it. It uh, will work with display I.O., which uh, means that you can adapt those uh, that knowledge that you have about using display I.O. directly to this. It updates really fast. In person, it is brilliant and super saturated. And I fiddled with my webcam for a while trying to get a compromise between being able to see it. Looks really good. We need to give you some of this LED yeah. plastic no. that like yeah. it makes it look really good. Not only does it look good, but you know, um, it's so speedy. Like this is you can you're really pushing a lot on this mm -hmm. on this matrix. That's a like rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, hold on here. I was gonna switch to my other demo, but there's something going wrong. This one was pretty cool. How about that? Oh, neat. It's a little so, machine with <laughs> This is great. Yeah, you don't win anything except knowledge, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was a little bit floored when I saw how fast it went compared to uh, really some, of the other, some of the LCDs. It just goes and goes and goes. So we've been having fun with this. It's going to be in a guide soon, and uh, all of you all will get to play with it. And yeah, uh, big, cool. shout to, big shout out to Paint Your Dragon. He did the hard part. His code is actually sending the blips to the matrix. But uh, I'm hooking it up to CircuitPython. Yeah, the the Proto Matter library is is the is the nuclear core 
that powers this. Um, Philby spent weeks to make a completely platform independent way of driving these RGB matrices um, so that circuit, one of the things that we do with circuit Python is we try to have, if it's working on one platform, it'll work on all platforms. So if it works on the NRF52, it'll work on the SAM51, it'll work on the FOMU, it'll work on whatever, you know, any new chips, the ESP32 or the TNC4. And so having a totally independent library is is so cute that and it's like most people don't put that effort into libraries. They're like, I'll just make it work on my one platform and like later everybody. But um, to make it work on everything smoothly is is a challenge, but y'all teamed up and did a great job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right now it's gonna work on the SAMD 51 microcontrollers and the NRF 52840s, but the amount of code we need for each new microcontroller is actually pretty small. I think it's about Ooh, 20 to 30 lines. We can oh. <laughs> Everything you're saying is interesting, I yeah, promise yeah, yeah, yeah. you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but I'm actually uh, that's with the slot machine in the background with all of our logos. <laughs> that you need to add the circuit python. So we will get there with the rest of them. But right now, those two core architectures are both working. This is a, a SAMD51 uh, Metro, no, not Metro, uh, M4 Feather right now. But I've also been doing it on the, on the NRFs. And both of those work just dandy. I want to play the slot machine so bad. All right. Thank you so much, Emily. This is awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Next up, we're going to go to JP. JP, what you got going on this week? Hey, guys. Sorry about the uh, the hijack there. I was trying to mess with cameras. Yeah, this is awesome. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally do it to you. <laughs> on your show. Yeah. <laughs> tomorrow on my show. Uh, yeah. No, this is fine. Um, so I was working on my uh, Power Glove um, MIDI BLE synthesizer controller last week, and I've just about finished a guide uh, that I've been writing. It's going to, I think I'll be finishing it tonight. Um, and so what I've got going on briefly in here is I've added a, uh, a feather sense and a little, um, uh, what do we call these, like a screw terminal proto board uh, so that I can connect the wiring from the original flex sensors. Uh, there's, we sell some in our store. There's actually probably the same manufacturer, and there's four of them in here on these uh, three fingers and the thumb. And then I'm using the accelerometer on the uh, feather sense so that I can then over Bluetooth. So you see, I got no wires on here. There's a lipo no battery. Wires. No, wires. No, no wires. No wires. No wires. No wires. I'm sending BLE MIDI signal to an iPad. And uh, in fact, if I, I'm going to try to share screen and bring up you did it before. Yeah. Before, yeah. before. Oh, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, you, yeah I didn't even do that. You did it. Okay, cool. I've done it again. So this is a free right now. It's normally like 30 bucks, but Moog uh, Music has made this app for iOS, um, maybe also Android free. It's uh, the Moog Mini Moog. And uh, what I have going on on there is if I won't play the sound right now, but if you watch the knobs in the upper right corner, uh, when yeah. I move my fingers, I'm changing the values of some of those knobs. And when I tilt, you'll see that volume knob in the upper right is changing. Uh, and when I roll, I'm changing a knob sort of in the middle there that turns noise, like a kind of noise up and down. Um, so this tilt is volume. I'm going to start with that. Yeah, start playing. Play some. So you can bring in soft ease, or you can. And then I'm going to filter the frequencies with my thumb kind of give that mute sound. And now I'll use my uh, index finger to add resonance to that. <laughs> I 
<laughs> and now I'll add in a second octave above. And a little noise. All right. This is dope. Climbing there you go. That's amazing. Uh, I love that it's wireless. I mean, I, I know we want to do this product for a long time, and I, I love yeah. that we finally had the right feather board to demo yes. this kind of project. Yes, absolutely. These projects have been done, but they've usually been done with about three or four different daughter boards on a on a microcontroller. Wires. Uh, it's lame. all self-contained. That's so cool. I just have the one board on there. Um, I've gone in, and the guide will show lots of uh, explicit innards pictures, but I basically got one of our permaprotos in here to do a little voltage divider circuit per flex sensor, and then that wiring runs through the uh, original cool-looking wiring loom thing there uh, inside and then through to my feather, which is under here. And I've had a little leather um, piece of scrap leather to keep that off of my skin. Um, nice. But it's also mostly intact. I've, I've uh, Desoldered some stuff. You could go back to uh, original stock configuration if you had some crazy desire to play some horrible NES games badly, but uh, I don't. So I'm probably going to leave it like this. Okay, Very the next cool. thing we have to do the power pad. The Wait, power which pad? one's that? I don't know that. The running game. They, they had a running game pad for the Nintendo. Remember that? <laughs> These, they, they came out together. We all wanted to get a Robbie project. That. Now I'm going to head over to eBay. Great. Mm -hmm. I know. All right, Liz is probably excited by this. She loves she loves yeah. elite, uh, right. musical gloves and midi. So yeah, She's right on. So um, probably I'll I'll be wrapped up with this uh, and doing some different stuff on my show tomorrow. But uh, please stop by at uh, four o'clock uh, Eastern time, one o'clock uh, Pacific time to see what we're up to. And then I'll be doing a very special edition of Show and Tell uh, after at five thirty uh, East Coast time uh, for a half hour. So if people want to come on All and right. show more stuff, if you didn't make it onto this one. Come on tomorrow. Thank you much, uh, so much, JP. We'll be showing some of your videos and the Make Code Minute and Ask an Engineer at 8 p.m. Bye-bye. Bye, Cyber JP. All right, we're going to go to Chris Young next. Chris hey, Chris Young. Young. Welcome. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. All right, I got two things to show off for you today. I was actually going to show this one off. I thought maybe the one Pedro would do a show and tell of the day, but they're tied up and didn't do anything. So you guys get to see it instead. Um, the other day when I was on, I showed a CAD, a screen grab of a CAD thing I was doing. These are cookie cutters that I made for Easter. And uh, my roommate Barb makes up some batches of cookies using these 3D printed cookie cutters. And uh, anyway, there's the cookies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And here they are decorated. Oh. Okay. And then... I also uh, 3D printed these little Easter eggs. And uh, I thought I would show you how I, I did that in Fusion 360. Uh, you start out with just a sphere, and then you elongate the sphere, chop the bottom off, and put the rounded part back on to give mm -hmm. you your basic egg shape. Then you make this little sketch at the bottom. It's a real thin rectangle. And you extrude that along the vertical axis, axis with a twist in it. And then you click on one of the surfaces of that twist and it uh, cuts a spiral. Uh, you, you divide, use it as a, a tool to divide the body. And then you're gonna extrude a little pipe along that path. Mm. And then you delete the egg, just leaving this little curly Q thing. Uh, then you mirror it. Uh, to make it double, 
and then you rotate it and make three copies. And then you can add over base and uh, you have the option of either having it solid or uh, or open like that. I like so, the hollow version. It looks anyway, delicate, yeah. but uh, elegant. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that was the one thing to show. And then the other thing I've been working on, I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we um, we talked about using the Freedom Wing to control a mouse. And I initially said that the NRF board could not do HID, and I was wrong. It does HID under the tiny USB stack instead of under the Arduino stack. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem is it's, it's a powerful set of tools to do HID. It's actually more powerful than what's available for Arduino, but it's not, the API is completely different. Mm -hmm. So I created a library that allows you to use the Arduino mouse and keyboard API, and it translates it into tiny USB HID codes. And uh, I had it all working yesterday and uploaded to GitHub and started talking to, uh, to the tiny USB guy about it. And today it all quit working for no reason whatsoever. Mm. So I don't know what's going on there, but anyway, being able to, to use your legacy uh, mouse, you know, Arduino has a mouse.h and a keyboard.h that allows you to do mouse and keyboard calls. And uh, you'll be able to do it on 10 USB boards as well. So not only will it work for the NRF, but I'm presuming that the the new uh, 32S2 will be using tiny USB. That's right. So all, your, all, your legacy, all your legacy code for HID stuff should be able to work. And it automatically selects uh, between Arduino and tiny USB uh, just by a conditional compiler. So like I said, it was working yesterday. Today, it's not working and I don't know why, but we'll get it working. It's a work in progress and I think it's gonna be really useful. So I'm pretty proud of that. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chris. Keep coming back. Good to see you. Great Easter. Right. You have a good yeah. holiday. All okay. right. Next up, we're going to go over to... Terrafact. Terrafact. How's it going? Hello. What's right. up? Can you, can you hear me okay? Hey. Yeah. How's it going? So this week, uh, let me plug them in. I have got a Max. There's this little guy. Oh, neat. Um, so Max is running a heavily modified version of the Uncanny Eyes code. So this allows you, so this is, this is uh, I'm kind of dubbing it expression engine for now, but basically it's uh, a system that lets you do kind of command different expressions. I, I, I had an Uncanny Eyes system that was running uh, in my office in Boston for a while. Uh, that would track people's faces. It could kind of look at you, but the issue was that it was very expressionless. Um, they're kind of meant for, you know, cosplays or creepy taxidermies and things like that, uh, which aren't really very reactive. And I wanted to make it be able to, um, like, recognize people and kind of do smiley faces and that kind of stuff. Um, so I kind of got into the guts of the code and uh, put in a bunch of stuff for kind of importing custom shapes and custom images and kind of dictating how they they work. Um, and uh, the end goal is to have all of this 
programmable uh, via or a commandable via uh, a UART line or an SPI line so that you can kind of rig it up to a Raspberry Pi. And if you've got some cool imaging stuff, um, you can uh, tell it to do different expressions or look at different places. And, you know, um, if you want to have it like look at somebody or like look at something or kind of go through a, a set of animations like I was just doing there, um, you've got a little bit more freedom to do that with the code. Um, I also, so uh, that's one version. Let me get the other one up. Uh, so that's based off of a, a game character, bonus points if you know who it is. Um, but this other one is a little different. Let's see if this works. There we go. Ooh, <laughs> so. that's cool. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, interesting. It's like a different, it's like uncanny eyes, but it's like just different approach. Yeah, that's cool. I like it. So, you know, a big part of this was just making sure. So this can, this is, you know, an example of an imported image that you've set as a mask yeah. uh, that then rotates around the pupil. And uh, you could combine this. Basically, this works by just having a bunch of different layers of whatever images uh, and rotated rectangles and circles of any radius. Like it just kind of gives you a bunch of basic building blocks uh, to put together various images with and um, and make kind of whatever face uh, or expression you want with them. So you could do feasibly, uh, next up for me is, is gonna be doing the Iron Giant, um, I think is, is one obvious one. Uh, Eve from WALL-E, the, the Pixar movie WALL-E has a bunch of different mm -hmm. interesting expressions. So kind of getting a whole bunch of these different classic cartoon characters um, imported. Um, and then probably also just making it so that it can do all the regular uncanny eyes stuff. So having, being able to use all of the same, same uh, bitmaps and, and things that are that are in uncanny keep eyes. Back with, yeah, with back. these eyes projects as you evolve them, keep coming back and showing them on the show and tell. Yeah, so I'll Bye. I'll uh, I'll let you know. All right, Thank you. right on. Okay, we're gonna keep and moving. Go to um, speed round. We're gonna go to Two, Colin, and we can still get to everybody if everyone keeps it to a couple minutes. Colin, take it away. Hey, well, what I have to show is kind of small and simple, so perfect. Uh, I've been going through the old collection of test equipment gear that I've amassed over the years. And this one, simple, but really kind of fun. I like it. You can see that. Okay, mm -hmm. So this is a Share Tumico Dynamometer. Right. Which, in other words... That was my first guess. Called, <laughs> uh, hey, you, you've been around. Uh, <laughs> would be a analog force gauge, basically. So really simple. You push on this needle and it shows you the amount of force being applied in grams hmm. super nice and simple and it's got the little max needle here so that you can see it highest point it reaches oh that's nice and of course it has reverse functionality as well amazing mm. this is a good yeah. it's just a really nice object it has that i think there's a name for this but i forget uh that modeled metallic finish yeah nice. yeah a quality piece of equipment sure to last many years and as evidenced by reality here it already has and of course the the, the great mantra printed in the middle it says release gently i agree we should all I think everyone exactly gently. everyone should abide by that especially nowadays yeah. all right thank all you right. Colin. thank you so much colin bringing out the thank cool you. tools 
Okay, next up we're going to go to Matt. Hello, Matt. What you got going on? Hey, guys. Um, I made this about six months ago, and I never really showed anyone. Uh, it's a Raspberry Pi 3, a Pi Juice Solar, a Pi Juice battery pack, a Berry IMU GPS, a few Wi-Fi cards, and a Bluetooth card. And it's essentially a uh, war driving setup that you just plug into your car, and it will shut off after the car is turned off and will turn back on when you turn the car on. And there's a, a button that when you're done driving, you just push the button, and it puts all the custom um, Kismet data into maps. Oh, nice. That's All right. cool. Glad you found the project and you came on Show and Tell. It's never too late to share a project. Thanks, Matt. Thanks so much, Matt. Thanks. All right. Next up, we're going to go to Liz. Hello, Liz. How you doing? Hey, Liz. Hey, how's it going? Hey, hey. Um, so I published the uh, step counter guide this week. Um, so it's a count clue. Couch uh, to the desk. <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> count, count the steps from the couch to the desk. Yes, back and forth about yeah. a thousand times. <laughs> um, so count your steps, uh, average steps per hour, and then you can also put in a step goal and a little um, bar graph will go across to show you how close you are to your goal. Um, and that's got a lovely Blinka on the screen too. Uh, and then today I started playing around a little bit with um, the uh, MIDI Bluetooth library. Um, I only have the little example code running with a synth on my phone, but... That's cool. It is working. So that's my first step into playing with that. Like the intro to Airwolf. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Go get yourself a helicopter. Get out of here. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Liz. Always right. the beats. Very cool. Yes. <laughs> okay. Next up, we're going to go to Drew. Hello, Drew. How hey, are Drew. you? Hello. Uh, so uh, I was playing around with flexible PCBs. Um, and this is my latest one here. And the cool thing here was the idea of having a cutout. So let me show you the board. So to make it easier to bend, it actually has a cutout there so that it uh, does a stream relief. It also kind of has like this cool sort of effect where you can see um, the Open Harbor logo and it stays flat there. Um, and then it's easier to bend around the coin cell. So this is meant to show if a coin cell battery has enough charge to turn an LED. So um, this kind of the latest adventures in uh, flexible PCBs. I feel you're learning so much. Yeah, I'm learning. I'm learning along with you. I have a collection of um, circuit boards and things that use the open hardware logo. Yeah, and uh, I've done a blog post. So if you send me a photo next time I do a posting of all the because there was a badge, there was another thing. Um, I like things that are in the shape of the open hardware yes. logo. And um, one thing uh, I'll do a hug report. So a while ago, uh, Drew said, "Hey, like you know, I see Adafruit has a certification on the open hardware." Uh, Oshawa certification. Yeah. Are you going to do more? I'm like, ah, oh, you know, it's we'll just, get to it. It's, it's we'll get to it. It's a very manual process. There's not an API yet. They're working on one. And then since um, this all happened, we've been submitting them. Right now, we have 42. We'll probably have 100 certifications by next week. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're doing it. So thank you so much, Drew, yeah. and everyone in Oshawa who's uh, looking at our pile of certifications. Yes, yes, it's been very exciting to see all the the new certifications. That's right. All right, thank Hi, you so thank much, you, Drew. Drew. Awesome. Okay, next right, up, we have up. two people. If you can keep it to two minutes each, we can get to both of you. Let's go to Boop Game, and then we're going to wrap up with Adam. Take it away, Boop Game. Hey, Boop Game. Ah, you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Okay, thank you. Uh, welcome. So first, um, my uh, my shirt. Yeah. No, mic no microcontroller. Yeah. Two, two, two resistors and uh, PNP transistors. Yeah. 
conductive fabric here. You saw? Yeah. Nice. All right. Wearable LED uh, sewed with conductive fabrics. No microcontroller. Yeah. Good work. Okay. Another thing. A ring. Yeah. With air feed. With air feed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The phone. All right. I, I put on the phone. Magic show. Okay. And yeah. Our fucking ring. Run application. I bought an Adafruit uh, AirFeed uh, programmable. Yeah. Okay. And uh, a surprise, uh, I make a video uh, this weekend. Send I show you. Video. I show you my collector. Oh, look at this. It's a nice old computer. My yeah. Apple, my Apple 2C. That's a nice Apple 2C. It's a nice. With the monitor and everything. Nice. Yes. Um, with um, um, the game I uh, I uh, programmed when I was 14. Wow. Okay. In Asso uh, uh, Assembler uh, 6502. Yeah. It's like an heirloom computer and an heirloom game you made. You're going to pass it down to your kids. All right. Well, thank you yes. so much. Okay. Voila. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you. All right. Stay safe. All right, Adam, keep it to a couple minutes and play us out. Yeah. Make something yeah. really small look big. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I'm trying very hard to make something very small look big. Um, and I got a cool new toy to do that with, uh, which is this box right here. Uh, so this is a digital scan interface, um, which is what lets me take the images off the screen of the microscope, or uh, physically out of the corner of the microscope, and get them on my computer. Um, in SEM, you don't just take an image, you're scanning the beam across it. So the way this works is it has two 14-bit uh, DACs in it. It tells the SEM where to put the beam. And then it uses a 14-bit ADC to record the brightness of the image at that point. Uh, so I'm going to share screens real quick. I'm going to press the share button. Press there it. we go. There we go. So uh, this is the software. Uh, now if I plug in this cable here, uh, we should get an image kind of on screen. Uh, there is a slight challenge right now relating to the microscope deciding to not function properly in terms of stage grounding anymore. Um, it literally just happened while I was talking to you. Um, but this software allows me to very quickly uh, acquire images. And, uh, oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, here is an image I saved about 30 seconds or, or about 10 minutes ago or so when it was working perfectly. Um, so this is the same uh, chip as last night. Uh, but what makes this thing cool is because it's a 14-bit uh, ADC, um, I can do 16,000 I can do 16K images. Um, and I'm also you know, running this on a Windows 10 computer. Uh, my old system could do up to 4K images, ran on Windows XP. And if you're told to do a scan, uh, you could not stop the scan unless you wanted to restart the entire computer. Um, so if you accidentally typed in a 20-minute scan, you were stuck there for 20 minutes unless you wanted to restart XP. If you restarted XP, you lost all of your work. Um, so I was hoping to show something interesting live underneath it uh, with the software. Uh, but um, you can see the image is completely washed out. And I think that's because the, 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 the beam current doesn't have anywhere to go once it hits the stage. Um, and so that indicates a grounding issue on the stage. Uh, All right, well, next week, come by. I like this the screenshot you took 30 seconds ago. It looked great. 
Was yeah, cool. right. It was it was uh, it was really it was really close to being yeah. Look, I can like I can live on my laptop, but uh, that close to getting it. So I'll be able to save really high quality images off the microscope now, um, and uh, start publishing some of those. So yeah, yeah. get them get them on Instagram because um, gotta, gotta get the yeah, we follow we follow a bunch of uh, folks on Instagram, and you know the travel the, the influencer Instagrams are kind of over. So I'm looking forward to. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Adam. Sounds good, thank you. All right, All right. hot dog legs, that, more microcontrollers. That's the show and tell this week. We're here every single week. We're gonna continue to do the 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. show and tell until further notice. Um, thank you everyone for showing interior projects. Don't forget tomorrow, JP has a show and tell. Don't forget there's show and tells with Noah and Pedro and we have lots of video programming every single week hours and hours and hours. If you're making something, you have something to look forward to because the best part about making something is sharing, sharing it. it. So we'll see everybody next week. Thanks for being part of the show and tell. Ask an Engineer starts in five minutes. Thanks, everybody.